Empty shelves signaling the retail recession. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, I'm Florian Heiser and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I've got my morning stein of coffee and I thought we would have a look at this article about, well, empty shelves at Debenhams, a big oh, department store chain that tried to enter the Australian market and just reflect on how this might, this might signal a continuation of the recession that's happening in our retail industry. Now, before we go to that, let's jump at the Australian Bureau of Statistics and just look at some numbers to get an understanding of why the retail sector is such an important part of the Australian economy. Because, you know, we're having interest rate cuts and everyone's trying to encourage everyone to spend, but consumer confidence, which you know, was, was last time we looked, was hovering at a reasonable level, I think is starting to falter a bit. So if, if you think these type of videos are important, you think people should you know, have a bit of a contrarian or broader understanding of what's going on in the news and in the economy, please share this channel and share this content. Help the channel grow and help get the word out. These are the type of things that people should be discussing at a barbecue after the footy results. Then we can hold our glorious leaders to account and maybe maybe be a little bit more skeptical about the solutions they propose because frankly i am so before i get into these st stats i'm gonna have a swig of my coffee oh, that's a good way to start the day guys a steiner coffee <laughs> so here we have it the australian bureau of statistics and this is the characteristics of employment and this is from august last year now one thing i just wanted to note here this, this isn't actually um, just, this is just something I discovered while looking at this data and it's actually a pay gap and I would call it an earnings gap, but you know, this is what the sexist feminists think. So females who work part-time have median earnings of 550 per week, while men who work part-time only earn 480 per week. So there we go. There's, there's a gender pay gap there, right there. Have, has anyone ever heard of anyone complaining about that, uh, earnings gap? Has anyone just, just, you know, out of happenstance? But we all know why this happens. We all know individual choice. But anyway, let's have a look. Let's jump here to what I really wanted to look at. And this is the retail trade. This is from ABS. So retail trade employs approximately 1.2 million persons, which accounts for 9.9% of the total workforce here in Australia. So I'd say 10%. Over the past five years, employment in the industry has increased by 4.1%. And the median age for workers in this industry is 32 years and median weekly earnings are around $700 per week. So this has increased 5% or 4% over the last five years alone, and it comprises essentially 10% of the workforce in our country, 10%. Now let's have a look at another sector, another sector just for comparison, mining, mining. Mining is a big part of the Australian economy. It's a big portion, well, our biggest exports are from mining. Let's have a look. Mining employs approximately 238,000 persons, which accounts for 1.8% of the total workforce. Over the past five years, employment in the industry has decreased by 1.3%. The median age for workers in this industry is 40%, and the median weekly earnings are around $1,950. So they're older, they're earning more, but they're declining as well. So we can just look at the number of people that these sectors are keeping busy. So there's more than a million people 
in retail above mining. So let's just keep that in mind when we have a look at this article and reflect on the potential implications of a recession in the retail sector and people losing their jobs. That has a well a significant, significant impact on unemployment, or it could have, and that would flow through to the rest of the economy, more than the mining. If we had a 10% employment, uh, sorry, 10% increase in unemployment from retail and mining at the same level, there's going to be less people, more people affected in retail. And uh, something to consider. So, empty shelves at Debenhams, Seoul Australian department store prepares for the end. Empty shelves, few customers, dark corners. It's the Aussie department store headed to the dustbin with a big warning to Maya and David Jones. Well, yes, I mean, whenever we talk about Maya or David Jones here, I ask people, <laughs> when's the last time you went? And very few people seem to say that they're frequenters of that store. Maybe that's just the demo I'm getting here. I mean, we're sitting at 90% male all over the age spectrum. Uh, do blokes go to department stores? I'm, I'm sure they... I've, I've been like twice buying makeup and stuff at Rachel. Always spend more than I intend. Maybe that's just me. So, super schmick, shiny, and centrally located. It was the overseas department store that was going to make the lives better of the bosses at Maya and David Jones already busy with their own retail woes even harder. So, but now its shelves are almost bare and customers are rare. The in-store cafe is closed and staff wait for someone to serve. Shopper Susan, one of the few, scans a few lonely-looking scented candles. It's a bit sad, really. Look at the state of those shelves. I can't really see it lasting until Christmas, she told news.com.au. It's Debnam's now. But it will be David Jones later. With all the online shopping, it's difficult to see them surviving either. Well, yes. I mean, that's the thing. Think about it. I, I needed to order some feet for my scanner. So I had, you know, I've got a, a point cloud scanner that we, we hire out. And one of the feet came off. I think, frankly, I'd, I'd broken it on a job. So I ordered some in and I was, well, first I was going to all these different camera shops to try and find them. None of them had them in stock. I ordered online, 30 bucks rocked up there you go and then you know it's good you can become a recluse then so it was uh the demon store in melbourne was hoped to be the first of 10 around australia you can see here i mean look at that it's depressing this 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 is out of venezuela or soviet union at least there it was bread and not makeup demons will be a familiar name to anyone who is traveling to the uk where there are mainstay of shopping centers and high streets founded in 1778 Debenhams has been supplying Brits with reasonably priced clothes and homewares ever since. And just like department stores in Australia, it's found the recent going extremely tough. Earlier this year, the company revealed an almost 900 million loss as it closed underperforming stores and said it would go into administration. But ominous, ominous warning signs had been flooding around Debenhams for years, which is why it was a surprise in 2016 when it announced the brand will be opening up to 10 stores in Australia. Under a franchise agreement, South Africa's Pepcor would bring the store initially to Melbourne. It would be a more upmarket option than Pepcor's existing Best and Less and Harris Scarf outlets. Then Pepcor Australia Chief Executive Officer Graham Dean 
said Debenhams was one of the world's most credible department store brands, and had anyone heard of it in Australia before it came here? And does it make a difference to this generation? Does I, I don't know. What's I mean? This is these these are the same C level C level people that believe the wage gap is a real thing. You know that actively discriminate against particular groups based on race or gender to promote virtual signaling identities. I, I'm not I'm not saying that this gentleman is, but you know A and Z are, all the banks are. They meet up in their little groups. Have a look at my video CEOs against men, and I will uh, card that in above. Eight thirty. Have a look at that up there, and just just reflect on that. In bringing in bringing Debenhams to Australia, we will be distilling the best of Debenhams expertise into a designer department store whose range is especially curated to suit the Melbourne CBD shopper, he said. Well, that didn't work, did it? Opening in September 2017, it would carve out a niche for itself by being a department store for the digital age, Mr. Debden said. Customers would be able to order clothes to try on via an app. Oh, okay, so that app would make the difference. So they were ready and waiting in the fitting room. Okay. Here's the problem. Parking in Brisbane is a pain. Can you imagine parking in Melbourne? Sure, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. You know, you drive in, you pay $50 for parking, then you have to walk through the hot city to get to your department store to try something on. It may be cheaper to order it from online and just order two or three of different sizes and take the punt and then sell the ones that don't fit you. You know, on Facebook or whatever, or Gumtree. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I am glad I'm not going in the city as much anymore because just it was a nightmare, the parking. So for its first store, Debenhams chose Melbourne's snazzy uh, Collins Street Lane, a revamped center of one of the CBD's smartest streets. But the shoppers just didn't materialize. I mean, you know, there we go. It's, it's a nice, nice design. Or oh, St. Collins Street Lane. So location, perception and competition. Part of the problem was perception. It may have been sold as a designer department store, but Debenhams was distinctly middle of the road, more Meyer than Madison Avenue. If you wanted mid-market, well, Meyer's Australia flagship was a mere block away. It's located between uh, Burke Street and Flinders Street Station. May have seemed ideal, but many shop shoppers shunned St. Collins Lane and chose to walk through the historic block arcade next door. In do doing so, they completely missed Debenhams was also small, a single floor compared to many at its competitors. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. In July, Pepcor Australia, now called Greenlit Brands, announced Debenhams Australian Adventure was coming to an end in January 2020 with just a single store ever opening. Visiting its recent visiting it recently, Debenhams looked like it would, would run out of stock far before January. Then again, the lack of customers perhaps means whatever is on the shelves may remain there collecting dust. I mean, there you go. Uh, is that going to incite anyone to go and shop? Emptying shelves. Not all the displays were empty, but many were. In the perfume department, shelves branded with the Chloe fragrance logo were bare, bar a few boxes. It's the same for Estee Lauder, where the side of a large concession sported precisely zero products. Fashion was more fruitful in terms of stock, but even here, it looked as if items had been spaced out to fill the area. A Van Hoosen menswear display, which might have sported shoes and shirts, displayed nothing. There were shoppers, but not many of them. On a Friday afternoon, when Newsletter visited, perhaps 15 people 
wandered in and out within 30 minutes. The cafe on one side had bar and chair stools in place. There were some boxes of tea, but the fridge was empty and not a person, staff or shopper could be seen. I mean, there you go. This is When you go in there, you're paying how much for a shirt? How much? People have to save, guys. People have to save. Tables were, were tired. Once revived, were now strewn with boxes of English lollies and treats. The lights were off. The till was closed. Well, there you go. A jaunty red London phone booth took pride of place in the cafe, but like the rest of the store, there were few customers to see it. Greenlit's new CEO, Michael Ford, said Debenham's UK woes led it to pull the plug on the brand in Australia, but the reality is it never struck a chord here. So I spent as little time here as possible. Susan was exactly the customer Debenhams wanted. She was excited about it coming to Australia. How can you get excited about a department store? And even join the loyalty program. Well, I guess she's the demo. I'm not. I'm not the demo. You know, middle-aged, uh, father, YouTube <laughs> gamer. You know, do they even have a game section? And, and, you know, can I get a big box game there? It's all on Steam anyway. Or even tools. It's not like Bunnings. I wouldn't be going there to buy my, what was it? Lead check swabs to check my paint that I'm about to strip. Could I get that at Debenhams? No, I doubt it. Oh, and not sponsored, but you know, 3M's a good brand, guys. But ultimately, she was underwhelmed. I've got some bargains, but it's a bit of a mishmash, and it didn't really bring anything new. I'll share with you a memory, a memory I had as a child going to one of these shops with my mother. I don't remember how old I was, but I remember there was one thing, like this bin, bin where they had all these little bracelets. And I remember I just see all these women there were just running and just going through them all, putting them on, putting them on, putting them on. And I, I, I thought as a child, I thought it was a contest to see who could get the most of these things on. So I went there and I literally covered my arms in these bracelets. And my mother asked, what are you doing? And I said, isn't this a contest? Why are all these women going crazy and putting bracelets on like nutcases? <laughs> that was my first introduction into just how insane these consumerism can be. They were going nuts. I couldn't believe it. And this was just a normal day. This wasn't like some special Black Friday thing or whatever. But yeah, there you go. Uh, and I, I got in trouble. I didn't win a prize. So it's not really in a visible area and there's no phone coverage. Oh, I don't like being uncontactable. So I spend as little time here as possible. No phone coverage. Don't like being uncontactable. She would hate, she would hate going camping Hate going camp and I had what nothing when we were out, out west for just particular parts of the campground. But most of actually, honestly, we got 4G everywhere, if, uh, so I, I could move out there and work remote. With many of the shells bereft of things to buy, she said she struggled to see how Debenhams could remain open until January. It would have nothing to sell by then. Yeah, they could sh sell the shelves. Sell the shelves. Retail consultant Brian Walker has long been blunt that Debenhams should never have set up shop in Australia. I was surprised they even came into the country in the first place, he told the Herald Sun in July. So it was a little hard to find, and it was relying on being a destination. I mean, it's a, it's a lovely fit out. It's a nice design, clean, yeah. But department stores were no longer destinations, he said. Those retail models have largely lost the very point of difference and focus they once had. So Meyer and David Jones, executives won't moan the passing of Debenhams. It's one fewer competitor to worry about. 
However, they may be concerned that it is yet another retail canary in the coal mine, reminding them of the uphill struggle in attracting customers back into stores. David Jones is busy reducing its floor space. Within the next few months, it will have squeezed two Sydney CBD stores into one. Last week, it announced the sales of one of its two Melbourne CBD stores. David Jones is owned by South African Woolworths Holding, is hoping Ritzy Refits will make it the first choice for big spending shoppers. Now, here's an interesting thing. Here's something I've noticed. And let me know, guys, if you've noticed the same things. A lot of shopping centers are starting to refurb. Because, I mean, we're renting out our point plan equipment to firms that are doing scans for that. We're working for surveys of where they're converting data over. Because these shopping centers are refurbing all around. Now, who owns a lot of these shopping centers? Our super funds. Our super funds have invested in a lot of these retail centers. Now, what do you think would happen if they're plowing a whole lot of money into these shopping centers, but the retail sector continues to decline? What could be the potential flow-on effects there? So if anyone actually, I haven't looked into it, but I'd like to, if anyone has any access to data about the, you know, the percentage of holdings of these super companies in the retail space, could you let me know in the comments or send it to me via email, guys? Because I think it would definitely be something interesting to look at from a as a video, but also the potential impact that could have on all of Australians. I mean, there you go. How many people know where they are depending on their super for retirement and how many people know where it's invested, what the implications are? So, however, just last month, Woolworths, not related to the Australian supermarket, said Australia was in a retail recession as it marked down the value of David Jones by four million three hundred and sorry, four hundred and thirty-seven million. I'm getting tired. I need another coffee. So until new CEO John King, sorry, under new CEO John King, Maya has been making some progress and has increased its year-on-year -year profit by two point two percent. For the year, even as sales dipped 1.3%. The firm has closed stores like DJs. Its preference is to shrink the stores so it can save on rent. There you go. For greenlit brands, closing Debenhams helps it focus on its best and less and Harris scarf stores, as well as subsidiaries, freedom, and fantastic furniture. Speculation is that Greenlit will eventually sell off the various parts of his business and disappear as a company, just like its Debenham store in Melbourne. That is slowly fading away before customers' very eyes. And they contacted Greenlit for comment, but received no reply. So, reflecting on the retail numbers here, the amount of well, the amount of people employed in this sector, and just showing you know, this failed department store as an example. What do you think the issue can be? And remember, we have large large retail holders that are still in the process of selling half a billion dollars worth of their retail footprint we'll have to wait and see guys let me know what you think in the comments if you've worked in retail you know, do you work in this situation how are you seeing the foot traffic is it changing is it getting less like share and subscribe if you'd like to support the channel and help me produce this content, I have a subscribe star on Patreon. Please chuck me a couple of bucks. I really appreciate it and it all helps. Guys, I will talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye for now.